They came from the four corners of America to defend our way of life, to boldly stand against the forces of darkness when the USA needed them most. Sadly, they didn't do a very good job of it. But hey, they can't all be winners, right? Burt McGonagall's The Tales of the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People starts now. Episode 5, Velcro Man! Agent Allison Mills walked out of one interrogation room, waved to Willie the Hobo as he got himself groomed for the trip, and walked towards the another interrogation room where another perp was located. This one's going to be a tough nut to crack. I sure hope you know what the hell you're doing, hon. What's the matter with him? Vel, uh, Vel, Vel, Vel... Spit it out. Vel Cromwell, technically. I, oh, shit, I don't, I don't know what you call him. Dead. Dead? So here's what happened. Vel Cromwell was shot and was caught in the middle of a drug worm West Baltimore. He was sent to the morgue. But then he woke up later like nothing ever happened. The only problem was there was a reaction to his body. Reaction to his body? That's actually a nice way of saying it. You can go see for yourself if you want to. I don't want to tell you he's not going to want to talk. He's a recluse of her case. He is a strange breed. He has several counts of larceny, burglary, assault, battery. He's a criminal of the worst sort, you know. He's the worst kind. He's not the perfect candidate that you're looking for. But, eh. Yes, it just depends on what you want to do with him, huh? Are all these counts recent? Has he been to court? Even if he was alive, which if you think about it, technically he isn't anymore. He has enough and he's going to spend some time in prison, so you'll see. I don't think he's going to be doing something that would happen unless he was solitary confinement for the rest of his life or his, you know, his, like, his permanent existence or something like that. Anything else? Make sure you keep the lights dim. His eyes are very sensitive due to what happened. And whatever you do, don't, don't scream. Agent Mills opened the door and noticed the lights were completely off. A chill ran down her spine. Vel, are you here? Yeah. Who are you? She reached to turn the light on, but felt a hard, prickly obstacle in front of the switch. What the hell is that? That? That's my hand. You might want to conduct this little interview in the dark. It will save you from the panic uh, that will overtake you. Just remove your hand, please. Wait a minute. How is your hand here if you're talking from the other side of the room? The hand turned on the dimmer. Vel was sitting across the room. His hand was separated from his body. Agent Mills looked like she was about to scream, but her better judgment stopped her as she was reminded of what the police officer said. Vel pointed at her with his other arm. I told you, didn't I? I am certainly the strangest person you will ever come across. Now, what do you want from me? I, I need to record our conversation for nope. posterity. No recording. No recording until you tell me why you are here. No one wants to talk to me other than you. Doesn't add up to me. 
Well, the reason I'm here is to give you an opportunity. Opportunity? Wow. There ain't very many opportunities for peeps like us nowadays. Especially ones that stick to things. Stick to things? You saw that I could leave my hand up there, right? I could do that with any part of my body. My pores secrete a chemical that I could use to stick to anything, including myself. It also gives me the ability to flex and stretch if I need to hold something. Like Velcro? Is that what made you such an effective thief? I was a thief before I got these abilities. And I was damn good, too. Miss Mills, do you even know what it's like to be me? Enlighten me, then. The piece of shit I call my father left my mother when I was just three years old. He left to go be with some hussy he met at work. He never spoke to me again, and I never wanted a relationship with him anyhow. Mom got child support, but that was never enough. So she had to work two jobs to provide for her family. In order to supplant our needs, I needed to learn how to take what I needed and use thoroughly what I took. We needed more than what we could get from her. Drugs was the next logical step. But that wasn't the path I wanted to go. Heroin is very serious business, especially in Baltimore. I had... I had every chance in the world to sell and get good money for it, but I said no. I wanted better for myself and my family. I commend you. It wasn't that fucking simple, lady. For some reason, I didn't get hassle for it from the pushers, just so long I was able to steal anything they asked for. Then, boom, out of the fucking blue, seven months ago? I got shot. Ah, uh, how did that happen? How does anyone get a bullet to the heart? Don't be so naive. Some asshead pointed a gun at me and pulled the trigger. The how is an easy question to ask, but not the one to answer. Why? There you go, girl. Use that education to your advantage. Mr. Cromwell, I don't think that... that your education doesn't prepare you for this? No shit. Because in reality, you are about to ask me who shot me. How I died. <laughs> and then return. And that is something I've been trying to figure out for the past seven fucking months. Val, how can I help you if you don't tell me what I need to know? Now you're being presumptuous. How do you know you can even help me? I have proof that the President of the United States will pardon you of your crimes if you serve your country in a new task force. President Trump? President Trump? Hell no. He is the worst president we've ever had. Still doesn't change the fact that he would pardon you if you wanted to join the program. What do you say? I'm no hero. But at this point in my life, I don't know what to do with myself. Think of the other talents that you possess that other members of this task force might not have. You have experience and expertise. You can- Show how criminals act? How original. Why don't we get official? Vel Cromwell, Project Velcro Kid. Pros. 
possesses the ability to use all parts of his body to stick to other things, remove them without consequence to his body, and even control them from a distance, as if it was Velcro. Can climb on objects, doesn't have a heartbeat or blood, technically isn't alive anymore, but is uh, animate. He has a criminal background in larceny, burglary, and conning. The con has a very cynical outlook on life, morbid sense of humor, doesn't have a filter, trauma from his, quote, creation, unquote. Observation might be a useful tool in helping the task force, but must have a watchful eye on him at most times. Trust issues on both sides should be noted, but Mr. Cromwell really has no other places to go or purpose in life. Gee, thanks. You know I'm sitting right in front of you, right? Can we change my name? I'm not a kid anymore. Uh, fine. We'll, uh, we will designate you as Velcro Man, then. Well, it's better than Sticky Icky the Wonder Boy. Yes. Okay, so tell us a little about yourself. Not much to tell. A poor black guy in Baltimore City oppressed by the man. We're not trying to get too political here, Mr. Cromwell. Just making a valid point, Agent. Do you remember the night you received your powers? Don't you mean, where were you the night you died? I think that bears on the point of view, don't you think? Do you not want to talk about that? Were you ever raped? Huh? I asked you a simple question. Were you ever raped? Uh, no. No, I haven't been. So what if you had? Would you be ready to talk about something like that with a person you never even met until today? I, I am only trying to... I am exercising to... my right to remain silent on that question. But you're not being arrested. Nonetheless, it can incriminate me still in court. Oh, I see. Well then, here's a better question. How do you think your abilities will help us in the future? I have no damn idea. I have no fucking idea. Calm down, Mr. Cromwell. I am only... Look, I am only going along with this whole thing because I want that pardon. I don't have any love for your damn Cheeto-skinned president, nor do I think that you all have my best interests at heart. Very well. I will let my initial assessment fill in for the record. So how many fuck-ups are there besides me? I'm sorry? You heard me, Agent. How many other fuck-ups did you con in order to join this task force? Aside from William there, there are three more. Four if my colleague is successful. So that makes me magic number five, right? Yes. Like the Jackson Five, or Voltron, or some other shit like that. I guess. Huh. I will say this about my situation, though. Go ahead. I was done dirty, plain and simple, and I want to know why. Do you think the government would help me, especially with what you want That to would do? depend on the mission and the orders of the CIA. I will go along with what you want me to do as necessary, just so long as it doesn't fuck up with my own personal investigation. Well? I've got no problem with that. As Agent Mills left the interrogation room, the police officer she had been working with
called out from the squad room. Hey, Agent Mills. Yeah, you got a guy, the guy named Jenkins. He's on the phone. He's on the phone for you. Jenkins. She looked at her phone and turned it on. There was no call displayed from him or on her caller ID. She turned towards the police officer. Okay, thank you. I'm coming. <sighs> Agent Mills? Hey, it's Jenkins. Rod Friday. Why am I not surprised? Listen, I'm making my way from Vermont to Florida. Jeez, and you'll have to drive the entire way? Yep. Can't risk getting on the plane with Rod's problem. I thought we fixed that with the suit. Wake up, Mills. I told you he had to pee, remember? As soon as he whooped out his schlong, the plane got struck. Sorry. I have been dealing with these last two guys and their dossier. Willie is a great candidate, but Bell... I trust your judgment. I... Hey, get away from there! You'll fry the whole block if you go near that transformer! Let me guess. They give you problems, too? Aside from Gladys's constant mothering, Darla's constant veiled sexual harassment, and Rod's electrical issues, this has been a trip from hell, and it's only getting worse. <laughs> How so? You read the headlines? I'm going to Florida for someone called Florida Man. <gasps> he exists? The CIA seems to think so. Well then, why do they have you travel there if I'm closer? Let me take the plane down. Team building exercise? Phil. Bring your peeps to D.C. and we will meet you there. I'm not far from D.C., so it shouldn't take too long. Don't call me. I'll call you. Very well, sir. The phone hung up as Vel walked out of the interrogation room. He was wearing dark sunglasses and his hand was once again attached to his wrist. All right. I'm ready to go. Okay, Vel. We're going to meet Willie outside. The squirrel guy? Yeah. You seen him? Pretty cool, huh? That dude... That dude knows how to steal things way better than I ever could. He's a lunatic. No, Val. Uh-uh. I will not drive to DC with that lunatic in the car. Is there some sort of history between you two? No. But I have an image to protect. What image? The dead Velcro zombie image? Don't tell me you're an undead diva. Very funny, lady. Val walked with Agent Mills out to their car only to find Willie had already gotten on top of it, pulled his pants down, and did a number two on the top. He turned his attention to Agent Mills. Let's make me poopy. Oh, hell no. You've been listening to episode five, Velcro Man. In the cast you heard, Burt McGonagall, played by Robert Hunter. Agent Allison Mills, played by Emily McAnulty. A white Baltimore police hun, played by Stacy Atwell. Bill Cromwell, played by DJ Jesse Jess. Agent Philip Jenkins, played by Danny Atwell. And Willie the Hobo, played by Justin Gregory. Tune in next time for another jam-packed adventure. Sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com and NHC Recording Software. Copyright 2021. Dark Char Media. All rights reserved.